Chapter 25 Oversized Heart Draper's girl exited the shower of her small hotel room at Caesar's Palace. She'd put in a long night and was upset that a nearly year-long operation ended with breaking into Glasser's office like a common criminal. She knew no operation ever went completely according to plan, but the previous night was as close to a clusterfuck as she had seen. Charles, her tall, pockmarked, retiree-aged assistant, had done nothing to actually warrant the title assistant. His only job was to keep an eye out and let her know if Luke or one of his employees showed up. Unless he had to take a piss and looked away, how Charles could have missed a couple of stumbling drunks falling through the main building entrance on their way to sloppy sex was beyond comprehension. For once, she hadn't chewed Charles out. All it took was her icy stare to convince him that he was living on borrowed time. Draper's girl could handle a fuck-up, as long as it was exotic. This one wasn't exotic, and he'd pay for it. She dried off and put on her makeup while listening to the sound of the conversation through the small receiver on her dresser. This had been her part-time mobile command post for nearly a year, and a quiet place for her to disappear and keep tabs on the Glasser brothers, especially Jack, recording his every conversation with a small listening device she had planted in his office nearly a year ago. She listened to the audio recording of Luke and his two misfits discovering their offices had been burglarized. Normally, she would have been thrilled to hear Luke in distress. She thought he was an asshole. But hearing him talking nervously about the break-in only served to remind her that her operation was over. Now she would have to improvise. The break-in had gone according to plan until Luke returned to the office shit-faced with a club tramp in tow. The fact that he could stand upright was a feat. She'd given the waitress at the bar a cocktail of drugs to put in Luke's drink that would have normally dropped a man into a coma for at least 24 hours. Instead, Luke was like a bad boxer with an oversized heart, beat to shit, but still not going down. He made it back to the office and somehow found the wherewithal to screw. Luke and his date had complicated things, and she wasn't able to get everything she wanted. But a bag at the foot of her bed contained a computer storage device, hard drives, and personal papers from Jack's desk. She hoped it would contain what she and her organization had been after for almost a year. From her listening device, she heard Luke make a date with the girl named Chastity from the night before. She quickly wrote down the address that Chastity gave him. Gotcha, she said, knowing she could now deal with a loose end that had been like an itch in her brain. The girl chastity had been bothering her. She could have sworn she had seen her before, in odd places and different situations. She had been racking her brain to place her. She had taken lead on countless intelligence operations and trusted her instincts. Something was definitely off about this girl whom she could have sworn had been surveilling Luke. Hell, the casino bar pickup was definitely a page out of her own playbook. She quickly pulled out her burner phone and made a call. Charles. She hated that name and loathed the man himself. I found the girl. Really? Was all he could muster, still embarrassed by his major screw-up the night before. She let out a sigh of disgust. Charles was an organization asset, but in her mind, he had outlived his prime. Yeah. Meet me at the restaurant across the street. We need to pay her a visit before Luke does. 
I'll also need you to come with me to Canada tomorrow evening, she said. An hour later, Chastity Banks opened the door expecting Luke, instead finding an attractive blonde and a tall pockmarked guy in golf attire on her porch. The woman mentioned something about being a neighbor, but didn't act so neighborly when the golfer took the five iron he'd been holding and cracked her over the head. Draper's girl looked down at Chastity, who was in an unconscious heap. She recognized the auburn hair and black fingernail polish. She'd seen her at the office as well as the bar. After closing the door and doing a quick sweep of the apartment, Draper's girl knew Chastity was a fraud. She could tell by the way the apartment was decorated, containing nothing personal or noteworthy or unique. She could tell that she was most likely an agent with either a private contractor or the government. Draper's girl felt a tickle of sweat on her scalp as her face became red. Charles just kept his head down. She's going with us, Draper's girl said. This bitch doesn't know it yet, but we have quite a lot to talk about.